0: Welcome to another episode of The Horus with your hosts, Walter and Kevin. Uh, This week we are talking about The Ring. But before we hop into talking about The Ring, I know we haven't officially talked about this on the podcast, but I keep seeing trailers for Don't Breathe 2. I just noticed that. A movie movie that Walter and I have watched in the past and discussed and we lambasted. We both hated that movie hate that movie so much it is unreal to me that there's a sequel and based on what i understand about the sequel the the villain from the first one is supposed to be like the hero of the sequel uh
1: the rapist from the first one
0: you're referring to the (laughs) rapist
1: from the first movie yes we we
0: oh no in in this situation we should call him by what he is he is a rapist uh yeah yeah. That's
1: awful. I didn't know that. I, I just I've only seen like a banner ad and was like Fah. it ruined my day. See, I'm that, I'm that very
0: confident they are setting this up as like some sort of John Wick esque. He's supposed to be like Whoa. some sort of badass hero. Cause the, the I watched the trailer. I ha- I saw I saw a little thing in my YouTube recommended on the sidebar. I was like, I have to click this. Sure, sure. I watched the trailer and um yeah, I'm I'm horribly interested in watching this movie because you and I both had thoughts about the original oh. and I, I know that that's part of the the lost episodes um, So maybe we should release that one or maybe we should re-watch that one or rediscuss it when when uh, yeah. Don't Breathe two comes out. I'm really not in, I'm not interested in re-watching that movie. It's not you, a good movie yeah.
1: I, I am I be curious about the second one. I, I maybe I'll watch the trailer and kind of see how I feel about it. But boy, I like it's, it's rare that I hate a movie, and yeah. I fucking hated that movie.
0: The turkey baster full of cum was way too much yeah. for me to deal with.
1: Uh, uh, how am
0: I supposed to take that movie seriously? After <laughs> exactly. That? Yeah. Uh, and then I don't think I have any other kind of movie news or anything else going for us. Uh, I watched Event Horizon again with some friends because oh. I was like, hey, what, what do you guys want to watch? And like, oh, I haven't seen Event Horizon in a long time. And uh, they enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed watching it. So I'm that's great to hear. I'm, I'm glad that it's not just us that have <laughs> yeah. this crazy opinion about this movie. But I, I really think the movie is really cemented itself as a cult classic at this point. I think a lot of people really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, it, it just worked so much better than I ever remembered. And I, I wish I could go back and educate my college self. Be and like, No, just open your heart a little bit.
0: The funny thing is, is I didn't even say it to them, but they're like, you know, I think the only really bad point is some of the writing in this movie seems a little cliche. And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, we did it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for this week, uh, we watched the Japanese version of The Ring, originally titled Ringu, Came out in 1998, directed by Hideo Nakata. I'll see on days
1: 1998. I was, I was nine years old.
0: Uh, yeah, I was nine, eight, nine. Yeah, I think you were S- younger than me. Playing a lot of Sega then and uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah. I, I did you so when you were a kid and your parents would watch adult movies. Rated, I should say rated R films instead of adult movies that gives a different vibe (laughs) (laughs) it's different in
1: 2021 we all have that experience where (laughs) parents just like full volume watch porn right (laughs) Right.
0: like that's Um, but when when you were a kid did you ever sneak somewhere to watch clips of R rated films when they were watching them
1: Uh, not my parents didn't watch a lot of R rated movies I don't think Uh, we got like uh, I think it was Stars my brother got stars uh when I was a kid the how
0: did he swing getting stars
1: he, ju- he convinced them that he would it was only like seven bucks a month I think and he was gonna pay for it and yeah right wow. there it's a running joke with me and my wife that like the amount of things I got to watch when I was a kid is... was be- was bedazzled one of them <laughs> yeah. Bedazzled was one of them that was a really formative movie for me uh but yeah I so the first like R-rated movie, R-rated horror movie, I remember watching. I watched uh, Halloween H2O on Ooh. stars. Ugh. Yeah, I it think the first a special place in my heart.
0: I think the first R-rated movie I saw was maybe Boys in the Hood. Mm. Um, and the way our house was set up, we had stairs that went to the basement, which is where my room was, and you could see the living room TV from yeah. those stairs. So I used to have a little hand mirror that I would hold up from the stairs so I could watch via the hand mirror. So all the movies I watched-
1: You had a little uh, scheme. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: did. (laughs) All the movies I watched, I had to watch via the reflection in a mirror. So all of them had scenes that were backwards. So when I finally watched Boys in the Hood as an adult, I was like, I know I've seen this movie, but all of the scenes in this movie look different from how I remembered it. And then I put two and two together that I watched (laughs) via a mirror. The first horror movie I remember watching, I think, was Candyman. Oh. Um, I I don't... I watch Independence Day in theaters, but I think that's more of a thriller than a horror. Yeah, I wouldn't
1: call that a horror movie. There's maybe some scary parts, but...
0: And I think the first adult orientated horror movie i saw in theaters was house on the haunted hill i think that mm, might have been it
1: yeah i i think i saw that movie on vhs that's that's an old an old bit of goody but that's i not, can't actually that's, <laughs> it's probably quite terrible i do I can't, kind of oh shit That might be my pick we'll see <laughs> i can't imagine how much uh
0: you know to use an old time a, a, a slang a term from the 90s uh, I imagine this movie blew a lot of people's wigs back. <laughs> um, from what I understand, this movie is a huge classic in Japan. It shifted the way the Japanese horror industry did films and it spawned off a film series based around Ring and Sadako. I think Sadako has a few spin off movies as well. So this is like a, you know, Japan's version
1: of Halloween, basically. Yeah. Uh, I believe the the grudge film series also has several sequels and at yeah. one point they crossed over there's a ring versus grudge
0: movie Sadako versus whatever the character from the grudge is yeah yeah uh, I That's saw wild. the trailer I saw the trailer for that and I appreciate that I think both movies know that their like formula is just it's freddy <laughs> versus jason it's japanese freddy versus jason yeah you know That's... they just they recognize that their formula is worn out people know what to expect it's tired <laughs> And people just keep signing
1: them checks to make these movies. They're like fuck it, <laughs> yeah, we're we'll just having fun with it. Jason, I'm, in, I'm a, Jason in space. I'm a big, big uh, defender of Freddy versus Jason. I think that one's a real fun ride.
0: <laughs> we can we can talk about that one at a later date. Right now, we're
1: talking about the <laughs> ring. So uh, the I feel movie... you pulling away from me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to say for just a moment, are you not a fan of Freddy versus Jason?
0: <laughs> well, no comment. No comment. Oh, you coward. <laughs> this is <laughs> so, a coward's heart. So uh, The Ring starts off and we get the scene of two girls talking about the film, kind of setting up um, the main premise for the film, that there's this, you know, cursed tape you can watch and that there are some rules that come with this tape. You know, if you watch it, you have seven days until you die. You get a phone call after you watch it. And I really enjoyed the interplay of those two girls of the one girl pretending that she hasn't seen it and she's not scared. Mm-hmm. I think the acting in that scene was really well done with the girl that has seen it actually yeah. being scared when the, the other girl is innocently telling her the story. I thought that was really well done.
1: I thought it was well acted. It's kind of a weird scene where they have to introduce the thing and then by its very nature, like also have to be like, well, this girl also watched it a full week ago yeah. and this is the night that it's going to happen to her. It, I mean, I, I can't think of a better way to do it, but it, it just seemed a little uh, convenient, I guess, that, or how it was staged that way. Yeah,
0: it, it's a little too much of suspension of disbelief. I, I agree with you on that. My complaint about this movie at a few points is the rules get explained to us. I don't know what it is, but when horror movies and horror systems have rules, it just feels very weird to me. Hmm. and so I think the scene is cool because it sets up the rest of the film yeah but it is weird that it's like there, there, there are are the, these very well-defined rules for this curse and everyone knows them despite no one really being told these rules
1: yeah it seems like this is kind of the first big event uh, or like this girl's death is sort of the first big event from it and it's like how is everyone still like aware of mm-hmm. of how this happened
0: uh, but I do appreciate that they do her killing off screen. That we really don't get a lot of shots of Sadako until kind of towards the end of the film. Mm-hmm. So I do think the kill scene was well handled. And I mean, did you have anything else to say about this? This kind of first introductory scenes of the film, or
1: uh, I don't think so. It's yeah, it, it's it's a good way to start. And I I I've only seen the American remake, and that was a long time ago. So it, I was a little surprised by like. Oh yeah. There's like very little like blood or death or anything in this movie. It's a lot of building tension and, and it's almost like more of a mystery for at least the first half.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And something, something else I really love that paints the movie as a mystery is the kind of ubiquity of a newsroom scene in horror films. Mm, yeah. I really love that when we get the cut to uh, Asakawa in the newsroom, it's stacks of paper everywhere, phones ringing off the hook. Everyone's busy running around, and it just feels like a very familiar shot of a newsroom that we would get in a Western movie. I I, I just thought that was so cool that there's some sort of ubiquity to the newsroom scene.
1: Yeah, it's it's the same all over, even though it's
0: even it, even the it, really
1: creepy assistant. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I didn't like I didn't like any of the men in her office. Really. I I feel like they were all like one step away from sexually harassing her. I think he's just a—he's the kind of guy that collects
0: body pillows in Japan. (laughs)
1: Um, And I mean, no, no disrespect for people who collect body pillows. I didn't pick up any vibes that he was like a some sort of bad guy. I just was like, huh,
0: this guy definitely. No, yeah, I
1: I wasn't like, when's when's he gonna come back and get his comeuppance? But I was just like, I feel like she's had some awkward conversations by the like in, in the kitchen with him sometimes and like she's making her coffee in the morning and he walks in and she's just kind of like under her breath like oh fuck all right
0: where he's like hey do you live alone
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like a perfectly innocent thing that he's bringing up but it's just like why did you ask it like that oh no
0: <laughs> do you do you have a good relationship with your neighbors would they notice if you didn't leave <laughs> for a couple of days
1: like hypothetically, if there was like a weird smell, would they come and knock or what's up? So uh,
0: another scene that really stuck out to me, I mean, this, this movie for me was pretty light on notes. I only took about a page and yeah. most of those are in the back half of the film. Mm-hmm. Another, another part that really stuck out with me though, is we get this really shot of her son, Yoichi in the hallway during the funeral yeah. where he's standing at the end of the hallway. There's a light on behind him and the hallway that he looks in is dark. And I just love shots like that. I think it's really cool when you have a sort of foreground that's really close and it just leads your eye directly into what you're supposed to be looking at, the boy in the light. And I just, it's it stuck out. It's just like a cool shot. I appreciated a lot of shots in this film.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a, definitely a well shot movie yeah. with some good cinematography. I, I think there's, and especially with that tension, uh, although I, I will say there's a lot of, like it feels like there's a lot of the camera kind of panning to see like what's behind her and then there's nothing there and maybe that's intentional and maybe it's like not knowing how the movie's going to play out i think uh, that's it part, would be more effective
0: i think that's part of the tension cuz the other thing we get a lot of shots in this film are nature scenes or like mm-hmm. just scenery yeah um there's a part later on in the film where Asaka was looking out from her apartment as it's raining And when it was doing that, instead of just absorbing the scene as a whole, I kept looking around the scene, seeing if I could see Sadako's ghost or outline or figure somewhere in the scene. So I I, I think those scenes are intentional. I think they are supposed to get us to try to look for her because we do get the one little jump scare scene where uh, she watches the video and then Mm -hmm. the video ends. she turns the TV off and you can see Sadako standing behind her. I I think that for us the viewer we are supposed to be searching those scenes for like little hidden clues or aberrations in the background
1: in them. Maybe there was something there but I I felt like it was so to build the mystery of it like or maybe to, to play with our expectations like you expect to see the ghost kind of lurking behind her every time but that's not how it plays out.
0: I think those scenes were really more there for us to just have a chance to breathe to kind of process the movie and be scared a little bit. I, that, mm. that's, that's kind of how I think of it. Yeah. But I, I think I'd have to maybe ruminate more on it or see if somebody has better thought out commentary on those scenes than, than what we have. But I, I really just think those scenes were there to give us some breathing room to think about the story so far and what's going on. Cause yeah. we get a bunch of those
1: shots in the film. Oh yeah. And, it, it's and, track full of them. Very... I, just, I, I should say uh, I watched this movie like last week because I'm a professional and you finished it like a few minutes ago yep. Yep. so I've had That's a little true. more time to, to think about it but also things are fresher in your head well, we,
0: we get a couple of those scenes towards the end of the film as well when they're on the boat going yeah. to the island there's a scene where she's talking with her ex-husband and then you get this like pan shot of the water and it just holds on the water for like 30 seconds
1: Hmm. Yeah, oh, I already remember
0: that. Yeah. So uh, I, I really enjoyed those little scenes of just giving you a chance to breathe, giving you a chance to think about things that have gone on in the film. And the first couple of times we got them, I really spent time like searching, like frantically looking around, <laughs> thinking if I could see Sadako. But by the back half of the film, I didn't do that anymore. And I just thought about what had just happened in dialogue or what would happen with the rest of the film.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you do you think this movie would be as scary if the object was a dvd instead of a a (laughs) videotape or maybe like a usb drive or something so there are other films like this that have come out of japan one of them is
0: one missed call Mm. Uh, i can't remember the setup premise for that movie but i think it is just like a someone calls your phone and you don't answer it and you're cursed or something i like like i said i i don't remember the premise of that film so uh, forgive me for if (laughs) i get it wrong but i think that just the idea of a modern object being cursed cuz so many of the times we see recent objects that are cursed or not recent but past objects that are cursed where it's like Dud, here's the the cursed bone of a ancient warlock and it's just like oh, okay i would i would have zero interest in being like i got to take this thing home with me i got to rob <laughs> this grave but if it was i don't know a cursed nintendo switch i might be like eh,
1: maybe this is going to come home with me. I know it's cursed. I know I shouldn't. Yeah, but does it play Doom? Oh, well, Do do want to play Doom on the go. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's always weird to me when movies have like modern technology in it. it first of all, it, it feels like you're, you're dating yourself very quickly. Mm-hmm. But I think there is something about like VHS tapes, maybe because like we grew up with them. But like, also moved past them within our lifetime. It, it's well, think kind of think about it
0: for zoomers for younger folks because I feel like for them, a cursed VHS tape would be way scarier than something. Because it's like, you know, for them, a cursed VHS is like for us, the Necronomicon, <laughs> this ancient a look, this, what is this? <laughs> this relic of the past. <laughs> and,
1: uh, another. I guess- I was just gonna say with like and maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but like with DVDs, you have more control over it. There's more like skipping around, rewinding VHss have they' like inherently they're real so you like watch it through to the end and we have to rewind the whole thing
0: the only problem i could see with it being a cursed dvd versus a vhs is if you find me like i don't have a dvd player who the fuck, has a <laughs> yeah, DVD player? The fuck is
1: this yeah so I, i've thought about that too like if i got this video table like i well it's just going to sit on my, <laughs> my coffee table until i give it to like goodwill in a couple of years because i got no way to watch this thing so real real
0: quick before we move on too much i just want to say another scene i really liked is that we get the um rewind scene where uh asakawa and her ex-husband are watching footage from when the police found the two girls that died in the car oh yeah and he does a slow rewind like a frame by frame rewind and we get a zoom in on the dead girl's face and i also thought that was like a very grim scary scene that we get to remind you like hey this is a horror film this isn't a fun (laughs) movie
1: yeah i yeah i think that's and, and like I said, I feel like this first half of the movie is like especially a mystery, and it's it by being so like sparing with uh, showing like the results of the of what happened to them and not showing what happened to them, it does build up a lot of tension. Like what is, what happens exactly that is so petrifying that well, people I think, like die of fear.
0: I think the only real jump scare we get in the beginning is about twenty minutes in. There's a little bit of a jump scare when the mom walks into Tomiko's room. And mm-hmm. the body's in the closet there. Right. I, I think that was the only like really big jump scare scene of the film. And I think the rest of the movie was pretty light on those. Well, I should, I shouldn't say light, but I, I just think that that's the first one we get
1: in the yeah. film. I, yeah. I don't think there's a ton. There may be some like phone call phone ringing scenes or something that are kind of are surprising, but, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty light on, on that sort of uh, technique.
0: So when she goes to the inn and the innkeeper just has the tape there, is the innkeeper just like innocently killing people, executing people with this video that he's given? Like, yeah, sure. Here's the video. I'm the old time proprietor of the inn.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like has word not gotten back to him yet. I it's it seems so strange to me. That's just, the, or like, does the ghost girl keep putting the tape back in there, or like manifesting the tape somehow? It
0: seems strange to me that he would just have a unlabeled tape and be like, "Somebody must have just left it. I might as well rent yeah. it out to people. It could, could be, be a anything film, on here. Whatever,
1: yeah." We <laughs> <It laughs> get some kids here. Yeah, go ahead. It's fine. It
0: seems to me it seems very irresponsible of him to just be handing this out to people. Yeah, and no, he's he <laughs> is partially to blame for all the deaths in this movie note i have Um, is that i really like the concept of it being a cursed tape and i mean i i think that if this were a modern film and it was like a cursed stream that you watched mm -hmm. i i think i would like that as well or like a some sort of underground video on like a backwater website you would watch i Mm -hmm. think
1: that would be cool yeah i yeah I, i think we're definitely getting some of that stuff uh these days there's fuck what's it called i think it's like called unfriended or something it's about like a group of friends in the like group chat and i think that was actually a pretty well done movie uh are you moving away from me again is this another the no no, no. Take, i, I, have, seen? I okay. haven't seen that movie okay i was yeah. i was it's,
0: reading my notes i was trying to
1: organize it's, thoughts it's, <laughs> I, I just though i was reading projecting too much on you i just looked looking in your eyes like, you're still hung up on Freddy versus jason Trended, you're gonna man. oh man Oh, yeah. you're well, still, we gotta shut this down. You're still hung up on Freddy versus Jason.
0: This is, <laughs> this is gonna come to a head in like four episodes. We're gonna start screaming <laughs> yeah. at each other. Uh, um, it just it would it would feel less scary, I think, though, if it was like there's a cursed video on Netflix. If you watch it, you're gonna die. It's like, well, it? just call Netflix yeah, and tell them I, to
1: remove it. I think there's definitely something about like a physical object, and also like like a blank tape. With like no labels on it, there is something kind of weird because like yeah, like you said, like anything could be on there. Yep. You look at like a like a blank CD or a blank DVD with like nothing on it. You're just like, this is probably empty snap in half who cares but like a vhs you're like something's in there do you think
0: it would have been scarier if the cover for the vhs was made out of human flesh like the necronomicon <laughs> if the innkeeper's like man the slip cover of this vhs seems like it's made of human flesh
1: spongy but yeah if you want to borrow it by all means we've got a couple other movies but everyone seems to want this flesh-covered vhs tape what another thing i thought was weird is like the. The reporter has to sort of put together that four students uh all from the same high school died after spending the week together and it's like how is that not on everybody's mind right now i
0: think part of that might just be that i could be wrong but i think in general japan has pretty low crime especially homicide yeah and maybe drug overdoses i i really don't know what the drug overdose uh statistics for 1990s <laughs> japan are so i i wouldn't be I mean, surprised prepared, but all right well it's just i i wouldn't be surprised if the police didn't see any sort of connection between these deaths and am just like yeah it's crazy you know these these young kids just yeah.
1: dead it must be some new illness going around I'm, I'm just thinking like if someone in my high school class died like we knew about it mm-hmm. like it was it was unknown if Four of them died in the same day in four different locations. That'd be like that. Is someone coming for us? What's is, what's is going on?
0: See, I think I think if that happened when we were in school, I think most people would have just assumed it was all drug related.
1: Hmm. Yeah,
0: even because it's it's not like they publish like these four people died and we have no idea why, <laughs> right? Because uh, it's just it's something that you know. Usually, if I see a cause of death and the family says accidental death or cause unknown, I usually just assume it's a drug overdose, but maybe that's because the opioid crisis going on right now. And I think it's a, in general, popular way to commit suicide. That, that's just what, it, what I would have assumed because the, I think back to the few f- people I know who in high school died mm-hmm. and if the cause of death was like car accident, they usually said that, but if it wasn't OD, sure. then they usually just said accidental death. Yeah, Man, that's grim I mean, that we know that many people that
1: died in high school. I know. School. I was thinking back, I was like, well, I know people who were didn't die from drug overdose. Oh, this is too heavy. Oh, oh no. Moving on. So
0: we don't get a lot of music that comes from outside of the film in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciated that they were really light on that because it's something I feel like you get a lot of in more recent horror films that there's pretty much constantly music playing in the background to build up tension in a scene. And I think it does ruin the surprise when you hear that, what is the word, non-diegetic. Yeah, when you hear non-diegetic movie come on, you're just like, oh, the monster's gonna appear. Oh, here's the bad guy, they're in the closet, the music's Mm -hmm. on. So I appreciated that most of the time in this film, we got non-diegetic movie when it was a jump scare or just used very lightly in scenes
1: yeah it, it's much more uh ambient than it is like trying to i think elicit any kind of like emotion or build any tension inside of you it's really like relying on the visuals and the characters to kind of get that point across i think
0: it, it, am i crazy for thinking that this movie is very different from the american version of the ring
1: that's that's interesting i yeah, like I said, it's been a very long time since I saw it. So I, I don't remember a lot, but definitely like watching this movie, like I knew all the beats it was going to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, spoiler alert, this movie, like the moment when uh, her ex husband asks her to make a copy of the tape for her, I was kind of like, oh, well, she's she's safe now. He just saved her life uh, without thinking that. And that cut, cut a lot of the tension out for me. But but in comparison to the American version, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I remember enough about it. it. It feels like there was more tension around her son in the American version and like danger around him. I
0: don't in the American one. I really don't remember anything about psychics in it.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't think that was part of it. I was gonna ask if like I that was weird. And when it gets to the part where they just do a full flashback the psychic vision um, and he just sees everything and like wow it's like because it's an interesting like they're investigating mystery and then all of a sudden they just like here's everything it, it's, it was a weird choice I think and I felt undercut things a little bit to have it like it, it was interesting that he had like he was on board because he like understood there was some other part or some supernatural element to this world and that's why she went to him but the way that it played out was very strange to me. This is a little bit of a side
0: note about his character, but he's a mathematician. I noticed that. How is it? Uh, all those strange things he had on his chalkboard in his house or him doing, you know, kind of the napkin work, we call it in the, in the biz, <laughs> uh, in the math biz. He was just doing this scratch work or napkin work for writing out a proof. So yeah. that was just him kind of organizing his thoughts very formally on a board so that he could sit down and write his formal proof at the end of the movie, which is what he's writing when uh, Sadako kills him. And he gets God. So, yeah. I just, I thought it was interesting that he's a mathematician and into the occult or kind of spirit realm. Because yeah. There's a lot more crossover between those things. And I think what a lot of people are comfortable admitting.
1: Hmm. Yeah,
0: there's. I, Again, more, more of a side note tangent thing, but there's two different big schools of thought in mathematics. And one is that uh, numbers and math exist in kind of a different realm, a different plane and aren't really related to real world concepts that math is kind of more of a, a pure thing that exists outside of humans. And the other one is that humans invented math. So hmm. there's, you know, is math discovered or is math invented? So it's, it's I think they're called the, the Platonists are the people that think there's this realm of pure math that we have uh, access to and we can discover things in that, you know, some of these things in math exist whether we discover them or not. And I think the other ones are, oh shit, I think they call themselves realists, but I'd, I'd have to go back and look. I just, I thought that was interesting that he's a mathematician and that he's.
1: I hope they also are called realists. Like we chose this name. <laughs> The realists. Fucking yeah, dunces. There's
0: all kinds of interesting conversations that happen in math that uh, yeah. really, I think, display how weird the field is. But like I said, I think it's really cool that he is a mathematician and he's also into the occult because mm-hmm. I, I really do think there's a lot more crossover there than what a lot of people think.
1: Yeah. I, I also like how uh, they, like, when he's introduced, it's not just very like exposition heavy like my ex-husband hello my my, my ex-husband yeah (laughs) yeah it's like they kind of dole that out a little bit for a while i was like is that is that guy the dad or not and eventually they do do reveal
0: he is yeah it's so natural because i mean the first shot we get of them together i think is when they're doing the rewind of the videotapes of the girls that died in the car yeah, I think that's the first time we get them, and I don't know if he's like a special investigative journalist there. I I kind of thought he was some sort of teacher, because uh, he had a girl that he was tutoring in math as well. Right. So Do you think that's he was
1: just tutoring that girl. I, I think. A,
0: I think he was just
1: tutoring that girl. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: She's a high schooler.
1: Oh, is it, uh, I, I thought she was a yeah. university student. No, I I, th- I think she was a high schooler. I thought I thought they mentioned he worked at a university. I might have I might be re- misremembering.
0: Well, I. Tend to think
1: that most universities have a great
0: policy around explaining to professors they're not supposed to be doing anything untoward to their students. Sure, 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 um, sure. But no, I don't. I didn't pick up any creeper vibes from him. I thought he was just kind of a kooky, yeah. weird occult guy. So I, I just noticed that at the end of the film, and he was an interesting character. I think they did a good job setting him up and introducing him. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I enjoyed that they weren't like. Uh, hey you son of a bitch (laughs) ex-husband you're behind on child support for Yoichi because I feel like that would have been how they would have done it if this were a more modern American film
1: yeah and uh, especially like his introduction in the movie is like he uh, Yoichi and he like see each other in the street and then Yoichi just goes past him Mm -hmm. and it's like does does the boy even know who that is um we don't get a lot of names in this movie i just realized as well yeah i don't i don't remember anyone's name
0: um yeah i was i was thinking about that while i was watching it that they don't say each other's names a lot no i don't think so um that's a good catch i remember seeing that scene of the boy seeing him in the street Mm -hmm. but i for some reason it just slipped my mind that that was his dad Yeah scene. I just thought it was a strange man that he saw I was like,
1: oh that's a weird scene to include. Because it's not revealed for like at least another half hour or something that he was like, We shouldn't have had a kid or something like that. And so like, oh, did he like leave before he was even born?
0: Something something we do get is um the mom saying that Yoichi can see ghosts as well. That's right. So that scene of them standing in the streets, considering how we know they're both psychics or have some sort of supernatural abilities. Maybe they were communicating with each other telepathically.
1: Yeah, maybe we're supposed to read that. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I just there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I just really don't remember in the American version of the ring, including a scene like that where the the son walks past the father, or any implication about psychics in yeah, the film.
1: I, I really don't think there was any of that in the in the American version.
0: But I do remember the rules. A lot of talk about the rules in the American one. And this one, I I don't care for rules in horror movies. I think it's a very cheap system to have in a horror film. I appreciate that this movie does take the time to explain the rules to you. But that at the end of the film, we find out that there's no way to lift the curse aside from making the copy and showing it to somebody. Yeah. I, I really love the scene where they go uh, under the house with their shoddy flashlights. Oh
1: <laughs> yeah, <I, laughs> flashlight check. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know this is a call a callback to an inside joke. That listeners won't get, but I uh, have an affinity for flashlights. I use flashlights a lot. Way
1: too into them, yeah.
0: I spend a lot of time under desks at my job or looking behind racks of equipment, and having a very good flashlight makes life easier. And so I will give this movie a pass on having bad flashlight technology because all the, the flashlights amount, in the 90s suck dick.
1: The amount that you talk about flashlights, you would think that A should re- be replaced with an E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, are, you enjoy them too much. Um, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, the scene where they're emptied out the well, I thought was really tense and like again by that point like i because i already i felt like it was i'd done myself a disservice knowing how this movie was going to end so i like knowing that she's going to survive the night uh was or being fairly sure that she was going to survive the night i should say
0: seen all all i remembered in this movie was that the evil wins in the end of the movie i didn't remember that she survived the night and I, I don't know if that's in the American remake. I'm actually probably going to watch the American remake tonight just so I can kind of yeah. have both in
1: my head at the same time. Yeah, I don't, uh, well, I won't spoil too much. I, I think the ending is pretty similar mm-hmm. in, in both versions.
0: So for, for me, this whole list of scenes was tense because I thought that even if they found Sadako's corpse and they buried her or said, you know, we're sorry you died such mm-hmm. a horrible death that it wouldn't, ultimately wouldn't matter in the end. But man, that scene where they find Sadako's corpse and she goes to part the hairs to see her face and it just peels away. And you get the skull and her eyeballs are goo and it's like weeping out of her eye sockets. I thought that was such a creepy scene and so juxtaposing with how caring uh, Asakawa is being with her body afterwards. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so so cool, so
1: good. Yeah I, I like that she like even in the face of that horrifying disgusting gore like was still showing so much care and compassion mm-hmm. for her and and like uh seeing her as more of a victim in that moment I think was really good and I, especially like the, the like they find evidence that she tried to crawl out on the way up it's like yeah. oh this it's like terrible terrible thing that happened to this person and
0: the only other scenes I think really left in the movie are towards the end when her husband uh, gets killed, and there's just a really unsettling scene with the mom looking at the TV in the husband's apartment, mm-hmm. his ghost appearing, pointing at her bag. That's kind of a callback to the video, the oh, curse yeah, yeah. video you watch.
1: Yeah, uh, right after they empty the well, there he like. The the husband ex husband mentions maybe her father wasn't human. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a weird curveball to throw in right at the end. I felt like we we had gotten her origin so spelled out, and then all of a sudden, like, but maybe demon. I don't know. Well, I think they talk a lot about the
0: mom uh, talking to the sea, so I think the implication is that maybe the the dad is the, the ocean, um, Poseidon, <laughs> Japanese <laughs> They're Poseidon. Probably talking about
1: Poseidon. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So I I, yeah, I didn't know what to make of that. Other than I, I don't know, I really don't know what to make of that scene because I also thought it was weird. I was like, hold, wait, hold, wait, hold on,
1: didn't we just get yeah.
0: confirmed that her dad's the creepy doctor that killed her?
1: Yeah, it's it just they spent so long kind of like laying out what happened, and then to, it it just felt like a weird twist at the end that wasn't going to lead to anything.
0: And the movie does inform you that people that possess abilities can pass the pass those abilities on to their kids that's true because yeah. that is kind of the implication with yeah. the dad and the son mm-hmm. so yeah that that is a weird thing maybe it's a translation i don't want to say error but maybe it's like a, a hard thing to localize maybe
1: yeah yeah maybe i shouldn't be too hard on it for that but yeah it, it just like for me i mean maybe it it helped to set up the sequel that's another thing like what the fuck do they do in the sequels for this movie how is it the, the, the rules are so clearly defined like how do they play with that
0: so I think I think for the rules since you're making copies of the tape it's like unless you're going to guard that VHS tape for the rest of your life right. someone is eventually going to get a copy of it and watch it and so I think that's kind of what they're setting up with that, that you got to make mm-hmm. a copy and show it to someone to pass it on uh, system they have in place for it
1: yeah i i just like i don't, it feels like it must be diminishing returns and we spent a whole movie figuring out how to beat the system and then like we're we well, just gonna watch another character try to do it again i
0: think everybody when the american version of this movie came out in 2002 had the one friend that was like oh why don't you just get 30 friends and show you know do the thing until you get to the last person and then they find 30 friends and do it and it's just like Okay, that's such a boring take because it's like yeah. uh, in the movie They Live where, yeah. where the guy's like, hey, if you put on these glasses, you're going to see aliens. If you showed up and told me either those things, hey, you got to watch this scary tape so that I can live because I'm cursed or hey, you got to put on these glasses to see the aliens and be like, all right, you <laughs> need help. You need <laughs> help, I can't provide. So I, I just don't think those really sort of logical
1: systems to like solve the problem work. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't like looking through that lens through a movie. I, I'm just wondering, like, how they managed to like r- like recreate that tension or wring more tension out of this concept in so many sequels. It's just, but I, you know, I mean, I, I, obviously I could watch them, but that seems like
0: I, I don't think I've watched any of the sequels, so uh, I think we'd have to watch them maybe. Yeah, and I mean, maybe we can do a whole Ring franchise review, but I yeah. am willing to bet these movies. Maybe even by the sequel, uh, have hit a like low point. In, right, in they've the got to like drop off significantly because it's like uh, the ha- it's like the Halloween films where I feel like the first two I think were good and like entertaining, and after that it's yeah. like okay, this is just like slasher schlock.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I would defend Halloween four. It's okay, and we don't need to get into it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, Instead that camera's your giant cardboard cutout of Halloween <laughs> for just, just twisting my laptop. You don't need to worry about that. Um, but on on the topic of logically working things out, let's bring it back to, to my famous segment. How do you feel you would do in this movie? You, let, me, let me set the scene. You've traveled to Japan. You've rented a little cabin. The fucking proprietor is like really leaning hard into the haunted angle now like they drug they pulled up a well there's a body out of it he was like all right would i speak
0: japanese or would i be just myself
1: he's learned enough japanese or english because he's got enough tourists coming through that he was like oh i'm not gonna do a voice but he's like oh you want to watch this (laughs) this haunted tape
0: so I would have no context for this, and I just be like yeah, sure. you, you
1: don't know the rules or anything. He's just like, this oh, is, I I definitely die. This is die. the haunted tape. If, if I don't know any of the
0: language, I would 100% watch that. Yeah, I would get the phone call like uh, wrong wrong room, or I'd be yeah. like English, please. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sadako be like, well, how do I kill this guy?
1: <laughs> do you do you think you would survive? Because for me personally, I feel like I'd watch that movie. Be like, that was weird. Get the phone call. That was weird. <laughs> And then forget about it. <laughs> and that's, then just die seven days later. That's,
0: that's, I think, I don't know. Maybe, maybe when she comes to Kimmy, like, hey, you look
1: kind of cute. <laughs> maybe I'd be the one that breaks it for everybody. Yeah. Wait, let's first tell me about you, Sadako. I want to I hear <laughs> what you're about. But no,
0: I 100% would die. I, I, you I, know. I, I mean, I don't even know if I'd make it the full seven days
1: in that film. <laughs> <laughs> she, she would come early for you, just like, this fucking idiot's not even paying attention. Yeah,
0: I'm like, oof, this is an easy, we gotta reset on this guy. This guy doesn't count.
1: Yeah, he's not gonna show this tape to fucking anybody. <laughs> God damn it. I'm just gonna wipe him out. So I think I would die uh,
0: before the seven days end in the film. But, yeah. I, you know, I'd be confused the whole time, like, man, Japan, what a wacky place when the girl <laughs> crawls out of the TV to kill me. <laughs>
1: Does this happen everywhere? Is this <laughs> like I'm asking her as she's crawling out at me? Oh, is this the is this a cultural thing? I, what do, what do I do? What should I do? <laughs>
0: um, what what happens if there is no TV around?
1: Is is yeah, that that's... what some
0: people try to do? I think when they were in their car, they tried to get away from a TV, and she, they still die.
1: Yeah, I don't know, because I I feel like the person in the car who survived like said because she, she hadn't watched the tape, and she said keep a TV away from me. So. Also, it's real very, talk,
0: yeah. you know, I think that if I were there, I'd be like, no, 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 I don't want to, give me some of those adult DVDs or give me some of those adult <laughs> VHSs you keep behind the counter. I don't yeah. want this blank tape. <laughs>
1: yeah, If he was pushing it really hard and I'd be like, all right, I might take it and then not watch it.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. We'd just sit there all night. and He'd be like, so what did you think of the blank VHS? Oh, like, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I had a mountain be- of hentai to watch, sir. <laughs> also like I, I bring the VHS in there and it's just like while the the tape is near the TV it turns on as if the VHS is like yeah put it, put it the fuck in give it to me baby and so like now nah, weird TVs keep turning on just unplug I mean, it 90s Japan had some
0: dank uh, direct to VHS anime movies that came out that I'd be yeah. trying to watch instead I'd be trying to watch Demon City I'd be trying to watch <laughs> Dark City I'd be trying to watch it Bio Hunters. <laughs> I, I would not be interested in like a blank VHS. Like, is this Vampire Hunter D? What is this?
1: Yeah, that shit wasn't in America
0: yet. We got yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if you were a weeb, then you had to go direct to the source to get that stuff. <laughs> so it is your turn. I actually closing thoughts. Anything you want to say about this yeah. movie before uh, before we move on?
1: I don't know. like overall. I think it's a pretty solid movie. I still, I have some some issues with it it doesn't quite come together for me I uh, wouldn't like again like knowing that she's gonna be fine and I think like even if I like watched the end and been like oh she wasn't in danger for almost that entire movie and you know they introduced like her son is in danger that's more of a thing but it I don't know it, it doesn't quite stick for me I, I do still think it is like well made and I understand its popularity but I'm also not like, I wouldn't, I don't want to watch seven more of these. It's good, but not scary. It's, it hits yeah. all the
0: technical beats. It does everything very well. I think it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I enjoyed my time with the film. I think it's, it's the perfect length. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah.
1: It's only like 90 minutes. It's, it's pretty breezy.
0: And it, it doesn't do anything like where the characters look directly at the camera. Like here are the things, here are the rules or any of the shitty dialogue we talked about like the oh hey hey you piece of shit ex-husband <laughs> yeah so i i think that this movie is good but it's not scary
1: yeah and my would, wife i don't i don't know if i give it my stamp of like, yeah
0: my wife famously doesn't like scary movies and she's like was it scary because this movie is you know it's pretty famous a lot of people have heard of it and i was like no yeah. not at all yeah you'll be all right yeah this was not like the wailing where i, was, I watched that late at night on, on a dark night and i was like hmm, I, <laughs> i'm gonna sleep with the lights on tonight yeah
1: not one of those movies was like oh i've made a i've made a terrible mistake watching under these circumstances so i definitely give this one a recommendation i think it's a uh,
0: it's good
1: yeah uh, I, I, I has a hesitant recommendation for me if you, if you got an hour been, and a half okay. there are certainly worse worse ways to spend it
0: i'm really curious so i know a lot of film scholars really like this film so i'm i'm really excited to spend a little bit more time engaging with that and um, maybe having more thoughts next time we come back but next time mm-hmm. we come back what uh, film will we be discussing what's your pick
1: Oh, that's I am so very tempted to pick Frey versus Jason right now. But you can,
0: the world is your oyster. It can be something we've watched I, before. And I, I
1: did promise to like to get something that was not schlock or that was that was more schlocky, that was not up in my own asshole. But uh I think I'm gonna go with a, a movie that I put in my shutter list like a year ago, and I don't remember what it's about. Uh, I'm going to go with Street Trash from the mid-80s. and Street Trash? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty gross. Cool. Well,
0: I'm excited to talk about Street Trash next time we come back. And uh, I had a lot of fun talking about this movie and watching it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. So, this has been The Horus with your host Walter and Kevin and thanks for
1: listening. Thanks, guys.